Hello, and thank you very much for listening to this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. For the last year, I have been using really almost exclusively a Sony A6000 for a lot of the production workflow that I go through. And a lot of that is like product photography, where I'm using an A6000 and a flash system to try and produce photographs, um, like probably like what, 200, 300 a day, something like that, that I'm trying to then take, process on a computer, and then put up online, uh, you know, in, in, in as simple of a workflow as I can. But uh, for the last year, I've been using this Sony A6000. It works really well for the simple uh, photograph system that I've been using, but I was thinking about it. Really, the A6000 is probably one of the best, most inexpensive camera systems that you can grab, a ho- grab onto right now uh, with with the fewest number of like odd situations that it'll throw you into. If this was my first camera, I'd be blown away with how capable and how useful, you know, how many good images I'm able to get out of even just a more basic kit system of, uh, you know, but just in the exposures and the way the computer handles itself, the way the sensor itself really captures the quality of those colors. I've really been impressed with it. But uh, it comes to my point, though, a little bit now that there's the Sony A6300, A6500, and I think A6900, is that right? Does that sound right? I think there's an A6900 out there. That was kind of like the higher end one where, you know, shoots the the 5K video or something like that. It's got a, a gajillion autofocus points and a little stabilizer or something. But I think that's like the, the more the more modern version of it. The A6000 maybe now is like a, what, a 2015 camera. That's ancient in camera years maybe. But uh, uh, I've really been happy with it. So I know that the A6500 is where you get into some of the special features. Like if you're a vlogger, it has a way better video autofocus system than the A6500 that you might be interested in. It also is the camera that has the microphone input. That's an important feature. The A6000 has no external microphone input or, or headphone jack output. Uh, like I have the like the A7R right here that does have some of those video outputs. Uh, I think the A7S line has even more video outputs. Like it has like S log video out. I don't even know what that means. Apparently it's supposed to be uh, you know super high quality. Wow. <laughs> not rad, but uh, so, you know, there's more options and stuff that you get with it. But if you're starting as a vlogger and you want to spend less than a thousand bucks and you really want to get a solid camera that you can do 4K footage with, I think the A6500 line and up is definitely the way to go. If you're doing photographs or, or HD video production uh, and you're not, you're just looking to get started, man, I you could get a ton of production done like I have in the last year with just an A6000. So uh, just a little bit of information you can use now, gosh, for like 300 bucks. It's awesome. You can see more of my work at billynewmanphoto.com. You can check out some of my photo books on Amazon. I think you can look up uh, Billy Newman under the authors section there and see uh, some of the photo books on film, on the desert, on surrealism, on camping. Some cool stuff over there. This image, uh, that was a quick screenshot, or a quick capture that we made around the campsite uh, near Lone Pine, California, in the Alabama Hills. And it was a really cool campsite. I think we stayed there for about, I don't know, four to six days or so in uh, November and December of 2012. Really cool time of year to be out there. And we were fortunate, I think east of the Sierra Nevadas, we had uh, that rain shadow uh, so that it was just a lot drier on that east side of California than it was on that coastal side 
of the Sierra Nevadas when we were there a few weeks before that. But a cool thing about this campsite, if uh, you guys were to bother to look it up, it actually matches the Broomhilda scene from Django Unchained. If you were to watch that, we found that out, I think, uh, right after we had camped here at the spot. Then we had watched the movie Django just a few months later. And we were like, whoa, wait a second. We had just been to that spot, that exact spot right there, right where this uh, picture was taken. I think I think there's a scene where it shows like Jamie Foxx sitting over on the, the rock that is currently the uh, the kitchen table in this scene. Uh, but, yeah, it was kind of interesting. I think the shot was set up a little different, but it was really cool to see. And you're like, wow. That's right where we used to be. Interesting when you find out a spot that you were where something else was filmed. And it seems like a remote kind of campsite like this. But I'm sure over the years, thousands of people have been there. You can check out more information at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. You can go to BillyNewmanPhoto.com forward slash support if you want to help me out and participate in the value for value model that uh, we're running this podcast with. If uh, you receive some value out of some of the stuff that I was talking about, you're welcome to uh, help me out and send some value my way through the portal at BillyNewmanPhoto.com forward slash support. You can also find more information there about uh, Patreon and the way that I use it. If you're interested or, or feel more comfortable using Patreon, that's Patreon.com forward slash BillyNewmanPhoto. Uh, so uh, I have been working with the books app on iTunes, or I guess it's not iTunes. I guess it's in the app store. You know, when you go, you go to the iOS app store and then you pull up books, it used to be called iBooks and there used to be another program called the iBooks author that would help you create books. They've kind of streamlined that stuff and they've kind of gotten rid of a few features. Um, so now instead of a separate app, it's all, all of those features are now built into pages just as it is the, the free app pages that you can get for your Mac or that you can get for your, your iPhone, which is really cool. You can do a lot of stuff just from your iPhone. Um, so, uh, what I'm to try and do and what I've been working on for a little bit was um, I want to try and create like a bunch of books that would go up for the iPad and for the iPhone um, and I'm sure I'm going to make a ton of those uh, as free books and then I want to try and make a few of them as uh, as like paid products too um, which is something that I've been interested in for a long time way back in like 2011 and 2012 and 2013 I'd been working on a couple ebook projects most of those were pdf based because at the time I didn't really like the epub format and uh, I didn't really like the lack of I guess a graphic customization that you could do. It was it was really good for for like reflowable text if you wanted to to put an ebook on your Kindle, but it didn't really seem as good for something like a, like a magazine layout that would be really heavy image based uh, content. So I'm trying to look at that and sort of see what I can do uh, in an interesting sort of easy way. But what I'm going to probably do is take my first book. Uh, Western Overland Excursion that I put together back in 2011 and 2012 on uh, on some of those road trips that I was out doing. And I'm going to take all the spreads from that book and lay those out as an, as a books app book and uh, throw that up onto uh, the storefront there in uh, I don't know. I don't. Am I using? I'm probably using all the wrong words for this. I think it's pretty close, but I think you understand. I want to put it in the books store on iOS, or at least in the Apple App Store. Does that make sense? I don't know if it makes sense at all. But what I've gone through uh, to do was uh, I, I tried to put in some information to iTunes Connect, 
um, if you're if you're not uh, like a content creator for that's using like Apple stuff, you might not know about iTunes Connect. But iTunes Connect is sort of the back end piece. Like if you wanted to sell your music uh, and you wanted to put it up in the iTunes Store back in the day, or now if you want to put it in Apple Music, you would use I think something like iTunes Connect to try and get your music delivered there. And also similar to this podcast here, if you wanted to put up a podcast onto iTunes, uh, what you would do is create an iTunes Connect account. And then you would submit the RSS feed for your podcast to iTunes Connect. And that's sort of how they would, they would go over it. They would look at it. Then they would approve that podcast. And that's how it ended up in the podcast app and the podcast store, I guess. I don't know. I guess you don't make purchases, but to, in the podcast directory. Um, and so in addition to that, they or and like I guess if you wrote an app, I think uh, that's how you would also submit it to the App Store. And that's where you like put in your payment information and your tax information. Um, if you're putting up an app to sell or if you're putting up another piece of content to sell, like your music or in this case, like, um, like an, an e-book. Um, so that's what I'm going to try and do. So I've just kind of finished uh, some of the stuff around iTunes Connect to put together uh, my tax information for my business and uh, uh, put together some information around like the book stuff. So I'm ready to submit book projects uh, to the app store so that I can uh, throw those up, which would be cool. So I can do free ones and I can do paid books uh, all at the same time. And I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I think it'll be kind of an interesting way to, to put together some of those books and, and throw them up uh, on iOS devices and on Mac devices and stuff. So uh, that's, that's something I'm looking forward to. What I'm going to do pretty soon is grab the... I, I think I have the original file still for uh, for some of these ebooks that I put together. Wow, almost I guess more than half a decade ago. You know, it's almost a decade ago soon. Um, it's crazy that we're coming in uh, so far to the end of the the aughts. Is that what they call this decade? The teens? They don't call it the teens. I think they call it the aughts. But maybe I'm wrong about that. Maybe this is the teens, and maybe the last one was the aughts. Is that right? You guys can correct me. But I'm going to take my uh, Western Overland Excursion book and the Working with Film book that I made as ebooks back in 2012 and 2013. And I'm going to try and uh, take those spreads, like I was mentioning, lay those out in pages, and then submit those to the, to the, through iTunes Connect to the books store uh, so that I can have those available uh, in the bookstore, like under my name, and, uh, and available for download. So, uh, so I think that'll be kind of cool. It'll be a project that I hope to take just a couple days, but uh, that's just sort of the first phase is taking those old books and putting that up as uh, part of the library under my name up on the bookstore. But in addition to that, what I'm trying to do right now is go through and I'm trying to build a bunch of uh, like photo books, uh, which I think has been kind of interesting. Uh, I, I used to try and like write a lot for the, the older ebooks that I had, or at least write like sections, captions, paragraphs, and stuff for it. And uh, a lot of that was sort of thin writing, and um, I, I may still kind of jump into that. But just as a more simple project, what I want to do is go through my, my collection of photographs, and I want to try and pick out a bunch of the images that uh, are all sort of tied together in some sort of collection idea. One I'm working on right now is uh, images of the high desert out from uh, eastern Oregon. And so I'm trying to go through all of those images from different trips I've done over the last almost two decades to, uh, to eastern Oregon. And I'm trying to lay those out in a way that sort of shows uh, the, the way that I've grown in photography and the way that uh, time has elapsed out there. Um, you know, so like over time, it's, it's interesting. Like I, I think there's like uh, carvings on a tree that I had done back in maybe 2004 or something like that. But then there's images of that same tree in 2009 and 2012 and then 2015. Uh, and then it's, I don't know, it's just interesting to kind of see that and how it's evolved over time and how it's, uh, it's different now than what it had once been. So I'm looking forward to trying to 
jump in there and, um, and take a bunch of those images that I had, lay those out as just a photo book. So you can go through and just kind of swipe through and see these, uh, these high quality, uh, I guess, renders of these images laid out in an ebook. And that might be a way that I try and uh, show off a bunch of my photographs from here on out is uh, do sort of minimal writing. I think, uh, you know, it's uh, until people start asking for more, I think I'm going to kind of cut down on the amount of writing I do. But I'm going to try and focus on doing some some interesting layout stuff and maybe some interesting context stuff. That's also cool about it is uh, outside of writing and images uh, with uh, with these ebooks, you can put in audio pieces or you can put in like 3D animations or you can put in video clips. Uh, so all of these things I think would be really interesting to try and use and sort of push the limits of the, the type of multimedia experience you can create with these ebooks. And I think that'd be kind of a, a fun way to, to get into it for a little while. But I'm hoping to do this uh, high desert book first. I'm hoping to do like a portfolio book soon where it's just a, a tighter collection of my best images over over the last, you know, however long period of time. Um, or like do do other sections where it's uh, sort of by topic. Like I'm in Hawaii right now, so I want to try and put together um, a book of some of the images that I've taken here in Hawaii over time, or uh, some of the images I've taken around astrophotography and around like space and sort of the context of uh, space stuff. Maybe I can do that under like this night sky heading that I've been working on. So just a couple different ideas that I've been uh, trying to run through. Thanks a lot for checking out this episode of the Billy Newman Photo Podcast. Hope you guys check out some stuff on BillyNewmanPhoto.com. A few new things up there. Some stuff on the homepage. Some good links to other other outbound sources. Some, some links to books. Some links to some podcasts. Links to some blog posts. All pretty cool. But yeah, check it out at BillyNewmanPhoto.com. Thanks a lot for listening to this episode of the podcast. Talk to you next time.